Hello, and welcome back to Climb in a Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to be discussing Home on the Range. As always, we'll give you one last chance to go check out this movie if you haven't seen it before. Before we discuss it in detail, go on and check it out if you want. Otherwise, come on and listen to what we have to say about it. When an eviction notice shows up at the gates of the Patch of Heaven dairy farm, three cows take it upon themselves to prevent their home from being taken away. To do so, they'll need to collect the ransom on Alameda Slim, a cattle rustler with a yodel that can't be beaten or ignored. But I wish I ignored this movie. (laughs) Yeah, there, there are certain movies in this that we have to watch. Just because it's here, and this is one of them. Yeah, I I remember not liking this movie, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. It it was it's pretty terrible, and it, I mean, like again, we're, I was we were saying that there was this and there was Barnyard, where the two like movies about cows. I'm still not sure if this was the same exact if it was this or Barnyard that I did see, but this movie definitely does try way too hard. Yeah, that that was my biggest problem with this movie. There were too many jokes, and most of them were not good. Oh, they were terrible. So many horrible jokes. Oh, I mean, but there were some really good ones still. Yes, there was quite a few good jokes hidden in there. But, like, having to sit through all these terrible jokes was not worth the, 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 jokes, the good jokes that we get out of this. Yeah, I'm very glad it was only, like, an hour long for the actual oh, movie. I know. It... It made it so much easier because I was dreading watching it the second time, and I was dreading having to take notes about it. I didn't even want to talk about it. That's how bad it is. I just yeah. want to get this over with because I was ready to go. Hey, let's just skip this one. Pretend that it <laughs> never existed. But Make people can't. think that it's just a dream. <laughs> we can't do that. We're here to to trash this movie like it deserves, because people need to know how terrible this movie is. Yeah. But uh, with that, we should just go ahead and get into the fun facts. Let's do it. All right, starting off, uh, this movie was, uh, this movie marked the beginning of a five-year hiatus of traditionally animated Disney feature films. During its theatrical release, uh, in the United States, this movie reportedly earned less than half of its estimated production cost, which I could not find anywhere. <laughs> This was one of the final factors that led to the decision to make this the last traditionally animated Disney feature film uh, for theatrical release. In early 2006, at the urging of professionals, both inside and outside of Disney, points were being considered for resuming traditionally animated feature films for theatrical release, starting with The Princess and the Frog, which ended and restarted the hiatus. I mean, not for nothing, I don't think the, the the animation style of this had anything to do with how bad this movie found. Oh no, I still had some issues with the visuals. I mean, we'll yes, that later. there was some, some, not the greatest visuals, but like, them, it wasn't they did the this, worst. no, they did this in the, was it the last movie or the movie before, they're like complaining about how bad the traditionally drawn visuals are, and I'm like, that's not your issues here, stop trying to blame this on the... The traditional art yeah, style just and trying to catch it on the terrible movie. 
They're trying to keep up with the time because everyone else is putting out 3D CGI movies and they just think that's what's killing their company. And it's this this terrible movie then <laughs> that's killing your company. Uh, yeah. This movie earned its PG rating due to one of Maggie's lines about her others. Yeah, they're real. Quit staring. Like at the beginning. It seemed like they were trying to get a lot of adult jokes in here and they were just like again these are one most of these jokes were the ones that were trying way too hard as well but it's like what are they trying to get out of these jokes i have a feeling that some of these jokes were ad-lib the uh voice actor for this was roseanne barr yes so that's kind of jokes that you would probably hear her that's, say i guess that's fair uh, screenwriters Will Finn and John Sanford originally pitched this movie as an animated feature film based on the myth of the Pied Piper. Maggie the Cow was originally written as a deaf girl. Michael Eisner immediately hated the idea because he thought no parent would take their children to see a movie where children are murdered. So Finn and Sanford wrote this movie, which contains elements from the Pied Piper myth. This is coming from the same studio that put out Fox and the Hound, and they think no one's going to go see movies where children emerge. Like Fox uh, and the Hound, or like... <laughs> Bambi. Even Tarzan. Yeah, those... Well, those are not children murdered, but still. A, a, a baby gorilla was murdered. That, that is true. <laughs> but I feel like any other adaption of this story would have made it better than what it was. So, like... Oh, yeah. It's a shame that... That got shot down and turned it into this. Um, another short one. This had the last video released, or yeah, this was the last video released to have a THX certification. I can hear the sound in my head. Just the the, 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 the speaker destroyer sound <laughs> that would just blast your whole speakers out. Like you're trying to watch a movie late at night while your parents are asleep, and you're like, okay. I just need to play. I have at the lowest volume. <laughs> it was like the loudest thing on the planet. <laughs> it was. And no matter how well you had it, it would still blast your ears off. Um, and then last one, I don't have many. This is Alan Menken's only project from Walt Disney Animation Studios in the post-Renaissance. Uh, his next project was Tangled. Uh, Alan Menken is probably one of the only saviors of this movie. Uh, yeah, this, I've the music expressed, in this movie was outstanding. I've expressed my love for Alan Menken many times before, and I'll continue to express my love for Alan Menken. It's a shame that he got dragged through the mud in this project and had to deal with it, but like, mm -hmm. at least he kind of made this movie a bit more enjoyable than it was. I feel like he could have done well with all of the movies in the uh, post-Renaissance. Yeah. Oh, well, to be fair, they were less mu musically inclined. Like, yeah, but still. Songs, but the uh, score still could have been very amazing. I feel like he would have done fantastic with them. That's, I mean, he'll do fantastic with anything that he does. Oh, yeah. But he's like the John Williams of Disney. <laughs> and that's all I have for fun facts. Uh, not a lot of fun facts because Cause this like... is not a fun movie. Just like this movie, the making of it was not fun either. <laughs>
All right, so let's move on. <laughs> I feel like I have to do a pun every every episode now. Is that your new thing now? Yeah. Finding some kind of pun based on every single movie. And have Brooke come after me <laughs> with a pitch. You know, if she'd finally listen to. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into our scores. And uh, what do you have for your story score? For my story score, I have a whopping 42. Uh, I have a whopping 45. So. Ah, three-point difference. <laughs> three Here points. we go. Uh, the story, this, it's funny because this the more time we spent waiting for this episode, the more my scores kept going down. And I was being very generous originally with this. Yeah, and yeah, you were. I admit that I was wrong. <laughs> I need to stop being so generous. That's my issue. Because there's just so much crap in this movie that doesn't belong, and so much like I was comparing it to Bambi, and I was comparing it to Dumbo, which was my other two like really low-scoring movies. And the issue with those is that nothing really happens, and the issue with this is there's just so much happening, and it's not good. So like. So it's like, do we want to score it as well, or do we want to like drop it? Yeah. And like my first issue right away. So Patch of Heaven is said to be a dairy farm, right? Then how are they only going to have two other cows before Maggie shows up and be I, I a dairy farm? As a note in my in my notes as well, how do you have a dairy farm with two cows? Like really? Well, my my problems already start before that when the cows are getting abducted from the other farm. Like were they were they just like abducted by like a UFO? How'd they sneak that many cows off without anyone noticing? Yeah, there's the, no the way Omega Slim could have yodeled that quietly. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't even think at that point that he, he steals the cows by yodeling and that would have made enough noise to wake up that other farmer or anyone in the vicinity to see that many cows being taken. And somehow he missed the award winning cow. Yeah. He t- he takes all the cows on the property. This is the like, most valuable one. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of issues with this. Also, going back even further than that, the opening segment itself doesn't even like match with the the rest of the tone of the movie. Like with Jack, is it Jack? Whatever the the rabbit, Lucky Jack. Lucky Jack. Yes, it feels like we're about to get like a Looney Tunes type movie. With that little opening segment, they have a little song and mm-hmm. him running around and getting beaten up by everyone and all this kind of thing. It's like that just completely changes. Like then it just goes into this narration with uh, Maggie, and it's like with Maggie talking about her udders. <laughs> it's like we just goes in a completely different direction of where it's starting off. Yeah, uh, another small issue I had was. Yeah. How is she Mrs. Calloway, but she's not married? She should be Miss Calloway. Thank you. Uh, maybe she's a widow. We don't know. Oh, she that's could, true. She could. There maybe there was more cows on this farm, in this dairy farm. There, well, but I don't know. Dairy farm, but there's two cows. <laughs> two cows. And then I don't know if bulls would really be on a dairy farm. I don't think so. They showed up at the end, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, Which, 
I was going to talk about later, but yeah, well, we can get what? to them later if we want. But well, it was more of just the they show up and then make a weird poker reference. <laughs> Two kings, three queens. That makes a full house, <laughs> and the Joker is wild. <laughs> like, um, okay. Uh, they didn't <laughs> add very much to the movie at all. No, they just made it a bit uncomfortable for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can help you. Maybe we can help each other. <laughs> but, uh, going back to the beginning of the movie again. <laughs> uh, the uh, One of the biggest issues with this story here is that like, they don't give us any reason to root for Pearl. Like We have no interest in caring her, for I, her when she loses her. We just met her and it's they pretty rough for her. They don't give us any setup into her character, any introduction, any like our first introduction is her losing losing her farm. So like, how well, do you expect us to care about this lady losing her farm? Okay, I did care, but for a completely different reason. My grandmother's name was Pearl. She passed away like a few years ago. Okay, so that, I was like, Granny, no. That's not everyone's gonna be in that situation. Yeah, though. no, exactly. <laughs> so it's a very select situation for you. For me. I have no interest in this. Like, I just met this lady. We the the, the first thing I hear is her yelling at the the sheriff about like she doesn't care about money, she doesn't care about this, and like she's like shooing this sheriff off because he he has a bank notice for her, and I'm like, well, no, she starts shooing him off because she didn't like how he said that she should sell some of her animals. Yeah. But either way, like, they try and, like, the whole point is to try and get get us to feel sympathy for her losing her farm, but they don't give us any character backup, like, set up for, her, for us to, like, care about. Yeah, we don't see her much through the movie. I mean, we see her a few times, but still. <laughs> there was just, again, there were so many scenes in this movie that added nothing to the movie. Like, they were supposed to be comedic, but they were just not comedic at all. Yeah, no. Like, when they were at the theater... And they go on stage with the opera, like, <laughs> girls. It's like, that was supposed to be a funny scene, but it's not funny at all. So you're like, just sitting there. You're just sitting there like, okay. What are we doing? It's just wasting my time here. There's nothing. It's not adding to anything. It's not making me laugh. Like, I feel like and, the parts that weren't trying to be funny were the funniest. Well, the jokes they were making were just, just fell flat. That's true. Like, the when the Willies were playing mash with the little paper thing, that was just mm-hmm. a little stupid thing that was thrown in there. But that made that me was bust funny. out laughing. I mean, that made me laugh because like, <laughs> <laughs> like then the, the big McDonald joke. I kind of laughed at that one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I laughed at the one with the uh, the immigrant, uh, the one who was taking them to the cattle drive, because he's like. Oh, free cows. Oh, boy. Oh, and yes. then, <laughs> that, then we that. hear Grace singing, and he goes, I see why they were free now. That one made me laugh as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all these, like, stupid little things that weren't supposed, like, supposed to be as funny as it was mm-hmm. that made us laugh. Well, the Slim Disguise thing, fooling the willies every single time was hilarious as well. <laughs> and then um, when Wesley went, I left clown college for this. <laughs> that actually made me chuckle a little. And then you have these fun little story spots as well, like Gil sitting in the same exact spot 
to block out the patch of heaven for and it's in the perfect shape of his head <laughs> like that that was great but then like you have only these few little moments thrown in here and there and there's just so many other issues with the movie that it's kind of hard to overlook yeah that kind of stuff um like going back a bit to closer yeah. to the beginning of the movie okay oh what was their big idea about talking to buck about pushing back the date when buck and even the sheriff don't really have anything to do with it they just yeah, yeah like, i mean they're they're over there bargaining with buck who has no control over anything like oh yeah buck's going to talk to the mayor <laughs> who's even the mayor doesn't have anything to do with it he was just the messenger i mean they also went out there with the intentions of like winning show ribbons or whatever to win money and they just completely abandoned that plan altogether because like, apparently wasn't going to make enough <laughs> then they just happened to find the ransom for for slim which is the same exact amount of money that they need for yeah saving that's the where it's like okay they should have like bumped it to like a thousand dollars make it not so obvious that that's what was gonna happen <laughs> by the time you see the poster in the background i think to me the biggest problem i had with the movie was the the flash flood scene the most mm -hmm. unrealistic thing that we've seen so far in a disney movie we've seen dragons we've seen uh, space aliens we've seen we've seen all kinds gods of stuff. and pegasus but this flash flood scene was the most unrealistic thing that we've seen in, in the entirety of mo disney movies yeah like there's no way that much water fills up a desert that fast from the amount of rain that's going on. Like, they're swimming deep underwater and getting dragged around. And, like, it just causes so much it is chaos. A bit much. There's no way the rain is happening that fast. And then it dries out completely overnight. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. how does that much water fill in that fast and then dry out completely overnight with them sleeping? It was only put there for the intention of setting up the drama of them, like, breaking up and stuff like that and breaking off into yeah, like, they don't causing a do fight. That. But it it was just kind of, like, completely like randomly thrown in there. It's like, hmm, how do we get them to fight? Oh, we'll throw some water in there and it'll splash them all around. And yeah, it's like it didn't feel... They had to put some like... kind of danger in there, I guess. <laughs> and they chose that instead of, like, a tornado or something. That would have made sense. <laughs> but uh, it was, I don't know. That just scene pissed me off so much. Actually, on their way to the cattle drive, yes. they just so happened to pass by Dixon Farms, the one that Maggie came from. Yeah. I guess to give her, like, to let the other cows know her story, but even then still, it's like, okay, that's... Oh, I mean, no. I don't. We don't know the way out of the land. I mean, it is possible that they pass the same thing, but it was it thrown is. in there to try and like create some sign of sympathy for Maggie, and it doesn't do anything for us. It didn't help because I still don't like her. <laughs> Even by the end of the movie, I didn't like her. No, and that we'll get into all that when we get into characters. But like, yeah, and when you have this cast of characters that you don't care about, it's gonna kill the story. You're not gonna get in, get into it. My big thing is like. You know the movie is going to be bad when the characters you care about most are the villain. Mm -hmm. Like, I was rooting for Slim <laughs> for like the majority. The villains or even just the side characters, like yeah. Jeb. 
Uh, uh, one thing I liked. Yes. Which is a very small thing. Was that the uh, character that Slim went by was um, Y Odell. Yodel. Which spells Yodel. Yeah. Which I didn't even catch the pronunciation of it until the end. I, I just see that, like, I just kept reading the, the Yodel thing on there. And then, like, I kind of, like, vaguely heard it when they would say, when we would say it our thing. I only said it once at the end. They didn't say mm-hmm. it the first time. This was another issue that I had with the movie, though. It's like, he's wearing the same exact disguise for every single auction. Like, does no one notice that this does dude no is just buying every buying single... all the land? Like, no one cares that one guy is buying every single property in the entire frontier? Like, oh, well, he's the richest guy. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, no one even, like, figures out his backstory. Like, uh, how does he have all this money? Or, like, where is he coming from? What is he doing here? Yeah, no one bothers to figure that out. No one, like, piece of this town is really full of stupid people. But And then I have a whole bunch more to get into when he's actually buying the farm later on. But let's get to that. Let's not skip around. Because <laughs> I'm trying to keep things... Oh well, I noticed and, the Wyodel during the cattle drive. Yes, and it does. It had well because he didn't even sign his name. He didn't get to sign his name in the final spot. Oh anyway. no! But it was when <laughs> they were putting down the sign at the yes. Dixon Farms, like property to Wyodel. Uh, well, then we have that dramatic song thrown in there, which is tr- again trying to get us to care about the characters, but it does nothing for us when we don't care about any of the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a sappy, sad song. And you so, like, they have all the animals moping around and stuff, and I'm like, I, I don't care about any of these animals. This isn't doing anything for me. Yeah, no. But, uh, uh we skipped the which part did we Yodel skip? song scene. Oh. Because yeah. I know that has its own... That's basically just a song, but also... I want to talk about how, you know, they're like, what are the uh, brothers' names? The Willies? The Willies. One's just hiding as a cow. That <laughs> is excellent disguise. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, you just think it's a cow and then you see a hand with a gun. See, I got confused by that when I was rewatching it the second time, too. I was like, wait, did that cow just pull a gun out of his hand and shoot? And I thought it was an actual cow. Like, that was, like, caused the problem in the first place. And then I had to rewind it and look back and see there was a hand like coming from oh. the side. But yeah, that's, like, a beautiful disguise <laughs> right there. It was a very good disguise because, like, even it fooled me the thinking it was a, a cow that was shot the pot the, the first shot. And then they happen to get all the cows to the canyon as uh, Rico and all those other cowboys were rushing after him. Yeah. He just throws his spurs to cause that rock to fall perfectly between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was some some weird things going on there. <laughs> All right, so we talked through the flood. Yes. That, we talked about the emotional... The emotional song. Then after that, well, then that's when Jack Jack shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. It's some, Just Lucky, Lucky Jack. Jack. Yes, Lucky Jack. Uh, Maggie says that she's got Jack, and then immediately right after that, she just said, it's just the three of us. And I'm like, that 
really annoyed me for some like, reason. Yikes. Who was she like, leaving out, Mrs. Calloway or Jack? Well, she was leaving Jack out because Mrs. Calloway is like, oh, you can't do it on your own. Well, I don't need you. I've got Jack. And mm-hmm. then like a few lines later, she says, well, the three of us can do this together. It's like, what happened to Jack? You just said that he was yeah. included. Now, he's, now it's just the three of you. And then they still bring Jack along anyway. So, like, it's not just the three. Well, Jack actually helped out throughout. <laughs> he did help. He was useful. I have a bit to add about him when we get into characters. Because mm-hmm. I actually, Jack was one of the few characters that I actually liked. But <laughs> then we go into the Willies counting at the same time as Slim, which was also hilarious. That was great. The Willies are just. The Willies were amazing. Everything the Willies did was just absolutely hilarious. Any scene with the Willies was a great scene. Those were the only the, the Willies were a saving grace of this movie. <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking about how they were running. <laughs> Whenever Alameda Slim gets taken, like Uncle Slim, Uncle Slim, <laughs> and they're like waving their arms as they uh-huh. run, and it's like, okay, that's silly, and I love it. The Willies are great, but yeah, they were they were counting the the cattle at the same time as Willie counting his money, and it drew his count off, and it reminded me of like I used to do that all the time when I would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to work at a department store, and like when someone was counting the register, you would start counting a different number just to try and draw them off. And it was yeah, I I've had that issue counting the register at my place, <laughs> and I'm just counting, I'm just counting along, I'm just counting. Someone else is counting somewhere else, like very loudly. And it's like, uh, uh, would you count on? quieter? <laughs> uh, then we have the whole chase scene with Willie and Slim and uh, the, and the, the bull and the bull and the buffalo. Yeah, which was very all over the place. Yeah, uh, like they suddenly run into like a ton of TNT. All that dynamite should have killed everyone and taken that entire mountain down. Nope, it just propels them all in different directions. <laughs> like that was a lot of TNT and dynamite in that area. Like and that's that amount what we of called Tune Force. <laughs> like, nope, they they escape so easily. Then they they like have a head-on collision with the train, and mm-hmm. like the cow definitely should have died. I think they tried to make it off as the, the the train stopped at the exact moment in time, but like that's not no. that shouldn't have happened. Like either way, it's not it wouldn't have worked like that, and they should have all died there. Oh yeah, same thing <laughs> when the train was heading toward Patch of Heaven. Yeah, that, like, that should have just kept going. <laughs> it jumped the tracks. That should have kept going. And... It went straight into the farm and ran everyone over at the auction. Yeah, Again, and that's where the story movie. should have ended. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't have, I might have actually enjoyed that. It would have been a nice twist that we didn't see coming, and it turned like, into a horror movie. Oh. <laughs> and we see blood everywhere and heads flying, like, <laughs> oh. But, yeah, so then it leads into the auction, and that's where we got into the, where I had my note originally about Slim wearing the same disguise every time, so not no, mm. no one, like... Wouldn't how come no one recognizes them? Whatever. Then they have a, co- a showdown with the cows, which everyone just seems to think is normal, and no one says like, anything. Oh, and they're like, just watching intently while Slim is having a like a, a showdown with the cows. Yeah, like 
Why is he fighting cows? No one seems to care. They why, just. Why is no one helping the cows? Why is no one helping Slim? <laughs> I mean, if yeah, if you're an onlooker, you. if you're an onlooker, you just see Slim, like this guy that's trying to buy a, a farm, getting attacked by a whole bunch of animals. No one seems to care. No one's doing. The sheriff is right there. He's just watching on. He doesn't do Which, anything. In... That was something I forgot to mention earlier. When they get to the when they get to town, yes. No one questions that three cows are just waltzing into town, just walking on their own, no one around. No, no one. Like, people are passing by them, like, not even glance, giving a second look. Yeah, they were just wandering around until they got caught eventually by the sheriff, and that's when he hitched them onto that thing. Mm-hmm. For, to give them away for free. But, like, no, yeah, they were just wandering around. No one cared. And wouldn't... Shouldn't the sheriff have recognized them? Yeah. Like, he just came from that farm. Like He, he just saw have, those cows. Like, especially Mrs. Calloway. Mrs. Calloway and Grace as well. Mm-hmm. He should have recognized them as Pearl's cows. Especially because it seemed that he cared for, for Pearl as well. Yeah. So, like, you would think he would know what their cow, her cows looked like. Nah, they're just some random cows in the street that belong to this guy that's walking through now. Oh, so many issues. <laughs> but back to the whole the auction, fight scene. The, the fight, the cow fight. Also, we didn't even like touch on the fact of the cows just driving the train act like itself. Oh yeah, that's another <laughs> thing. Like, oh, they just know how like, all these like, what the heck? And we moments. like we we always say that you have to give the benefit of the doubt for like it's a cartoon, but like. We can't. There's hear. there's only so much there's you can. No way. There's only so much you can excuse before it becomes lazy. Um. Uh, but yeah. the fight scene. Like, no one says anything until the end. Yeah. And and what's said is, well, these cows have no use for <laughs> the reward money. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess you could say that. Not like, whoa, these cows just kicked the bad guys back in that we've been trying to hunt down also that entire crowd is there cheering for paul when she gets her farm back like Mm. they weren't there five seconds ago trying to buy all of her stuff from her i know right (laughs) like they were there at the for an auction to buy all of her stuff from her and now you're all happy that she got it back if you really cared about how like if you were really happy for her buying her stuff back you would have bought her stuff and gave it to her yeah instead of (laughs) like being there trying to buy her stuff but uh, again, back to the fight scene. Yeah. Um, so Maggie's swinging her bell around to get it off of her and hit Slim. Yes. Slim yodels. She like loses consciousness. She gets hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Grace is up in the air doing kung fu. Yeah. To kick the bell. I mean, the bell should have just like went straight up in the air and came straight back down and clunked her in the head. Yeah, that with the way that she like launched it off of her head. But but Grace just what's with Grace knowing kung fu all of a sudden? Just like maybe she learned something from Buck. I don't know. <laughs> like there was no explanation to I that. I think Buck should have came back and did it because that would have just made sense. But Grace doing it like <laughs> it was unneeded. It was <laughs> weird. It was like what? Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. I like a lot of things in this movie. 
Uh, speaking of things that didn't make sense, if you pay attention to the auction, they say all property and livestock formerly known as Little Patch of Heaven was sold when Slim buys the, the land. And so why he, are they sitting there auctioning off three chickens afterwards, immediately yeah, after he buys all livestock? Off the baby chicks, like, go here, 25 cents. Like, you just said all property and livestock is sold to him, so why are you auctioning all their livestock off? <laughs> it made no sense. Yeah. Oh. I think we need to get off this score uh, before we just sit here and talk about literally everything wrong. I do need to start going to Ferclater's because he bought that whole damn farm for $750, so. Oh, that's true, that's true. So, like, that's a great deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. That's all I had to add. I actually fit all of my notes in this this time. <laughs> I made sure everything was known. I'm good. I'm ready to move on. I just had to get that last remark. Let's in move there. on before we keep talking about bad things in this movie. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad things, characters. Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst part of this movie. What do you got? I have a 43 for my characters. I actually have mine at a 44. Uh, <laughs> one point. Like I said earlier, you know it's bad when the only two characters that I like in this movie are the two bad characters. Jeb, the selfish goat, who only cares about himself. And his his little side character. And Slim, the villain. And his willies, the sidekicks. <laughs> his willy. <laughs> I do have a written as Slim and his willies. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those, those were the, those only, are the only three likable really. characters. And... Lucky Jack just bare a little bit. Yeah, Lucky Jack but, as well, yes. I like, I do feel like Lucky Jack has been main, the main character of this movie because I feel like he would have been a good character to get people behind. Yeah. I, there's so much more that you can do with his character, and he's a lot more likable of a personality. Like he's showing unlucky things, and then suddenly, oh, lucky stuff's happening. I would gladly take a TV show with Lucky Jack and Jeb, though. Because mm-hmm. when we see them at the end, they have they they become friends, and like I will gladly take that. But like other than that, I don't want anything to do with any of this other. Yeah, I know. So you have Maggie, who just makes all of these terrible jokes, and it just oh, makes her unlikable. It's so annoying. You have Mrs. Calloway, who's stubborn and said in her own ways, constantly negative, makes That's her super just unlikable. So Grace, who's singing, makes her very unlikable. Also but very annoying. And she dumb. is one of the only good characters with positive qualities. I should, I will point that out. But yeah. still unlikable. Still unlikable. Buck, arrogant, so egotistical horse that just just trying to get himself noticed. Super also unlikable. Uh, Rico, very bland and boring. Yeah, kind of well, unlikable. And then uh, I'll say about Rico, this also kind of ties into the story, not really. It's somehow like he loses seriousness once he's revealed as like a bad guy. Yeah. Which I mean, I saw coming a mile away. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to be one of the bad guys. Yeah. And, it was a very predictable t- twist this time, I can't. And like, this is the moment Rico dies. He gets landed on by a cow and then just pops up with a big grin and missing teeth like. <laughs> that's just out of character we didn't need that just show him passed out yeah i mean also him just getting landed on a cow like that was just very unfortunate and like not a cool way to get 
taken out. And he should have died, honestly. Like many or some broken bones. <laughs> but uh, let's go back to the actual main characters for a little bit, because I was just making that joke about them all being unlikable, because mm-hmm. like, that's how I have it in my notes, as all of them being unlikable. Yeah. But, yeah, Maggie just comes in straight away and acts like she owns this new farm. She's just talking down to every single person in there. She's telling the pig that he's trying not to get eaten. And, like, she just keeps making all these terrible jokes. Yeah, and And, I'm sorry to any Amy Schumer fans, but she's kind of a worse comedian than Amy Schumer. (laughs) And that's a really bad thing. I mean, Roseanne Barr is just kind of unlikable to begin with, though. So, like, her character just transfers over to herself, kind of transfers over to the character. And it's just, it just makes for, like, supposed to be good. the person it's not like. good <laughs> miss mrs cowboy is just complaining about everything she does she's always complaining she never wants to see the look on the bright side of anything mm-hmm. she only wants to do things her way and it's like how am i supposed to root for these characters when they're not giving me anything good about them grace again i, was, I said grace had a couple because she did she was trying to keep the peace here and there and she was trying to at least see the positive side of Buck and see the positive side of some of the other people. But and her bad singing brought on some a couple funny things. Like the vultures? The vultures. That was... <laughs> She's not dead yet. Are you sure? Well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you just have this cast of unlikable characters, and it's like, how am I supposed to care about anyone if i don't like anyone yeah and then it wasn't just those three cows it was buck too yes like he was overly conf- uh, confident very arrogant very egotistical he only cared about himself like he he was just so annoying he was someone we didn't talk about was rusty who was the little dog that was mm-hmm. with him, who was just basically a rehashed version of the dog from Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Like, he did his little hearing bits, and he did, like, the old dog bits, and, like... Yeah, I was feeling... I was thinking, oh, it was, uh... The Aristocats. Maybe. There was, like, three different dogs that were all very similar. The, yeah. the hound dogs that were all pretty much the same exact yeah. dog. But and like it it's a character we've already seen. Yeah. Basically. Like sniffing that I mean we don't see all these other dogs sniffing wanted posters, but still mm-hmm. sniffing it going, I see it's about it's seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh I think the dog in 101 Dalmatians did something very similar to that. That, as that well. may have been it. That could have been one one of the ones that we're thinking of. Again, just a rehashed character that we've seen a bunch of times yeah. before. He was only there for a few seconds anyway, so it's not like... Yeah, he was there to play tic-tac-toe. <laughs> uh, Jeb was my personal favorite character of the movie. I th- that was well, good. That cranky old cranky man old or goat. goat that everyone loves to see. And then you have Slim, who was... A great, like, fantastic villain. 
like I said, I was rooting for Slim. That's that's how you know yeah. it's a bit. Like I wanted Slim. Like he's all right. He's rich. He's stealing all the land from people. He's but like these people, it seems like they deserve it. <laughs> like yeah. what we see from them. <laughs> there was something called survival of the fittest. <laughs> Before a big guy, he was pretty fit. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> also. Uh, Mr. Wesley what seemed like a promising villain that we just didn't mm-hmm. get to see enough of. Like, I feel like he should get his own movie somewhere. Like, or like, like be a villain. If they for some god awful reason they make a sequel to this movie, make Mr. Wesley the villain. Don't just don't give us a sequel. Just put him in as a villain, like in a connected like, universe somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make just make him the villain somewhere else. Like we like, know he has a story. He he sells cows on the black market. Give yeah. us better cows. <laughs> he was a, a promising villain that we only saw for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it you it's like I said, it's just bad when you're rooting for the villain to to succeed like i didn't want slim to get caught by the cows i wanted him to get away yeah and then... well, I... <laughs> but again he was a really good villain and his willies were really good as well the willies were absolutely hilarious i i would just take the entire movie of the willies please like everyone <laughs> loves those stupid henchmen and then you have like we have pearl we didn't talk about pearl pearl just is kind of there. there just kind of there you're supposed like, to be feeling bad for her that she's losing her farm, but they don't give us any emotional attachment to her. You know what's bad? I forgot to even put her in my notes. I didn't put her in my notes either. I'm just like, sitting I here, I, like, I, I, I noticed that she's missing. <laughs> I know I was, like, feeling, like, a connection because of my grandmother and all that, but, like, I didn't even put her in my notes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how little <laughs> relevance she had to this movie. You know, the sad part is I did not put her in my notes, but I put Patrick Warburton's character in my notes. Which, the horse's name is Patrick. Which was also funny. Was, uh, yes. I only put in my notes also to add that he's still Joe from Family Guy. But, and he didn't add much. He did not add much to the movie at all. No, no, just... not at all. He wasn't supposed to. He's just there <laughs> as a sidekick. Like a very, very but, small like, character. The fact that I put him in my notes over <laughs> Pearl. Well, I was I was super surprised by him because I I was just watching and then suddenly I hear that horse's voice for the first time. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, mimic the voice. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. Thanks for the help, buddy. <laughs> like, oh, but there's just not any likable characters. You don't get emotionally attached to anyone. You know, there's no reason to care about these characters. So, uh, like, why are you getting invested in the story if you don't care about any of these characters? It's it's a mess. It's, it's a real all over mess. the place. And then we got Jack. Jack is a decent character. Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed Jack. Rusty, uh, Rusty Jack. I don't know why I called him Rusty Jack. Lucky, Lucky Jack. Jack. Lucky Which... Jack feels like the kind of character that you can actually get behind for an actual movie. Like. Mm-hmm. They should have based this movie off of him and did like a completely different story. And then, of course, with him, it's the joke of, you know, Lucky Jack. He has the lucky foot. But he's missing a foot. Well, from what I read, there was like, I guess this is considered lore, but like his foot was taken from him and that's why he's unlucky. Mm -hmm. It was because he's missing his lucky foot. (laughs) So now he has that peg leg in. Yeah. 
<laughs> Worst, this is my lowest character score that I've ever given. Uh, this and... is pretty low for me, too. It's like... <laughs> like, oh. way lower than what I've given Nothing before. great. It's not a lot to root for. And I think it's only in the positives because... Like, I mean, it's not even in the positives. But, like, it's not, like, a straight zero because of, like, Slim and his willies and, like, Jeb. And, like, there's those few little characters sprinkled in there that you actually care about. Yeah. That so you're not like... supposed to be caring about. <laughs> but, I mean, at least they have that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to keep moving? Yeah, let's get on to our visuals now. All right. What do you have for your visuals? Uh, for mine, I have a 62. Uh, I have a 73. So a bit okay, of a jump. That's there. 11 points. Yeah, a bit of a jump. This The visuals are not the worst we've seen. Oh, but no. I wouldn't call them good either. There's I, I would say there's nothing really special about these visuals. No, they're not great. They're not even good, I would say. But there was a couple of good things sprinkled in there. But, like... Mainly, it was really clunky at a lot of times. The CGI was really bad in a lot of spots. Which I actually have one more fun fact yes. to sprinkle in here. Okay. Uh, this movie was so poorly received by critics and audiences that art director that the art director was fired from Disney. Mm. Which I don't think. I don't, don't think fire that was him. the right call. No, he's don't fire him. Fire whoever wrote the script, or whoever is fire the director at this point. <laughs> this yeah. is just hot garbage. Yeah, fire the scriptwriter. Fire it's other people in charge of writing the story. Level terrible. The the guy who did the visuals was doing his best with what you gave him. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I said, I think there was. Some good spots in it, like the the cows during Slim, the, like all the the colorful cows and visuals during Slim's yodeling song. I guess that makes this score better. That's I enjoyed that. Uh, mm-hmm. That minecart scene looked really cool as well. Oh we yeah, were riding around in the minecart. The explosion looked nice. Yeah. Uh, um, there was one actual nice camera pan that went from like Rico to Buck when. He was saying that he wanted to get rid of the horse. It, like mm-hmm. the camera pan from his shoulder over the buck. I was like, oh, that was pretty nice. Yeah. But then there's a lot of cruddy CGI. Uh, there was a fireplace during that sad song that just looked really bad. Just out of place, it was like dude, a, like... a 3D CGI yeah. fireplace that was just terribly rendered. And then, like, the characters. I didn't like the character designs. I mean, at least all the cows didn't look the same. It was just basic again, and this yeah. wasn't this wasn't the case where less is more, like we said last week. This was just it seemed lazy. Yeah, some of it looked alright. Like the Patch of Heaven song looked was pretty nice. The, oh, when yeah. they were doing the visuals during the Patch of Heaven song, and they were just showing all the the animals and the vegetables and stuff like that. Yeah, all right. Then... It's kind of steady. But then it just kind of dropped from there on out. Yeah. And then it had, like, only a couple of good signs. Like, I mean, as stupid as the flood scene was, it still looked all right. Yeah. As much as I hate to admit that scene 
Like that's the only good thing about that scene was that it looked pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even like if you look at the expressiveness that they gave the animals, like it wasn't that great compared to what we've seen. Yeah. Before. No, like from Brother Bear, our last movie we just did. Mm-hmm. They were doing amazing with facial expressions. Just everything and this, was just a lot of the characters downgraded. had the same face for the most part. They downgraded big time. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, definitely not the worst visuals that we've seen though. So I'm like, alright. They they're passable. Because mm-hmm. we've had some pretty bad visuals before. So like Oh yeah. I'm not going to throw this one completely under the bus. Anything else that you want to add about the visuals? Or... No, I think I'm ready to get on to the best part of this movie. Okay. Atmosphere. I have it at a 74, so like right above my visuals. <laughs> I have mine at a 70. The music is what saved this movie. Big time. The Alan only, Lincoln... only redeeming quality about this movie. Thank you, Helen, because... This is, you're the only reason why this movie was bearable enough to watch. Like I said, Alan Menken is a musical genius. He's able to take a turd and kind of polish it into a less stinky turd because of his music. Like, but, I will admit, I've had some of the songs stuck in my head this week. And just thinking of, like, in thinking about the, like, score. The score is great. The, I feel like it'd be a lot of a lot of fun to play in a band. Yeah, I can see that. There was a lot of fun stuff there. the The Western music was really nice. A lot of, all the Western stuff that they threw in there. Oh yeah, I I kind of hope eventually they go back to making like a better Western movie for Disney. That would be nice because a lot of the ambient Western music that they were drawing in there was nice, and then they mm-hmm. had that really cool Western music going on when. When, uh, what's his name? The horse. Uh, Are you talking about Buck? Buck, yes. When Buck had his daydream sequence when he was fighting mm-hmm. off all the the people. And, uh, like, um, the opening song was a lot of fun. The opening song was nice. Patch of Heaven was great. Yoda lead a lot of Lou. Slim, Slim song was great when you get past the yodeling. I'm not the biggest yodeling fan, but it was still a fun I song. I appreciated it, honestly. And <laughs> I will say, didn't we have a fun fact during Mulan that said that there wasn't going to be any characters singing a song until Princess and the Frog? We might have. There might have been. Because I remember, I remember you had that one, I think. Hmm. I think that was your... Yeah. And I think we were lied to. I mean, yeah, Slim definitely did sing this song. And it was a full song that was sung and not just transferred over to Phil Collins. Um, no, the he, first line. he didn't sing. He, he yodeled. yodeled. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I still had fun. Like, And then there, were, there was music that a lot of people know but might not know the names to. Like in the middle of the song, he starts yodeling the William Tell Overture and then Yankee Doodle to Beethoven's Ode of Joy. Yeah, I recognized all of the stuff that he was breaking out into because I do listen to classical music and stuff like that. So I'm, but I did appreciate that. It was, it was, that's why I said it was fun. If you get past the yodeling part, and like 
It was still enjoyable. Oh, uh, yeah. And well, then the that sun... sad song we had. Yeah, Will the Sun Ever Shine Again. That mm-hmm. was a really nice song. It, it, like, it sucks that we weren't able to really appreciate it because we couldn't really grasp. Like, as a song, yes, you can grasp the emotions of it. But, like, what this like movie... The, the actual scene? No, not at all. <laughs> it doesn't... It's still not enough to pull you into the movie. And Even though the song itself is amazing. Something about all these songs. And yes. having Alan Menken as the uh, composer. Yeah. Like, he made sure to put these songs in the background music also. Mm-hmm. So we would have those themes that we needed. Yeah, the constant musical themes going on throughout. Which is what we loved about the Renaissance era movies. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just a trip. Like, we love Alan Menken so much. And it's just always going to, I'm always going to credit him whenever we can. So, like, the fact that he was still able to make something out of this movie yeah. is remarkable. And then you had that song when they were traveling to Slim's hideout, which was way too short because it was only like two mm-hmm. lines of that. It was right after they met with Lucky Jack and they, they're following Buck's trail. Yeah. The, and it's like when they're saying long. the home, 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 yeah. on the right. home, home, that, home. On that range. was just, uh, how do you pronounce it? Reprise? Reprise. Of uh, the opening song, though. Yeah, they but did I mean, that in the opening song. It was like three lines that they gave it in that spot, though. I'm like, give yeah. it a little bit longer. Give it a whole nother verse there or something. <laughs> but yeah, that was just them repeating the opening song. Yeah. Which I appreciated. And then they repeated Little Patch of Heaven at the end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the first credit song. I don't remember the name of it. That it was, was a nice one. See, that song was way too country for me. I couldn't get into it. I'm not. That's fair. Not everyone's a country fan. I just recently started fan. liking some yeah. country music. I don't like country music, so I couldn't get into that. Then you and had then that I random pop song out of nowhere. Yeah, I couldn't get into the random pop song. I like pop music, but this mo- this song had no reason being in this credits. There was yeah, no, it didn't in this fit at Western all. movie. <laughs> it was so out of place. And then just the voice acting. A lot of it was annoying. It was mediocre. It's <laughs> Roseanne mediocre. is annoying. I'll I'll just say it straight up. Roseanne oh, is oh, extremely yeah. annoying. Like I'm I'm sure I could get a lot of hate. I've never liked voices like Roseanne's or Rosie O'Donnell's. Or, mm-hmm. Which I, when Rosie O'Donnell was in Tarzan, she did a really good job. Like I said, that was one of the few times that I, I enjoyed Rosie O'Donnell was in Tarzan. Mm-hmm. I think I said that during the episode, but yeah. Just a I think, lot of like, just the annoying best voice voices. acting. The best voice acting was in the side characters. Jeb. Jeb. Uh, Slim. Was... Slim and the Wesleys. The, the, the Willies, but the also Wesley. Yes, Wesley. That's what I was combining mm. Willies and Wesleys together. <laughs> but that that's about it. Yeah. Everything else was like not very well put together like the voices i felt like didn't really match the character mm-hmm. i agree there and there a lot of their voices just added to the like not caring about the characters because i'm like yeah you have these voices that are just b- bothering you more than they're <laughs> like even some of the times where you know they got when they were really excited really good but like the tone of their voice whenever they're like very sad or angry yeah 
just I couldn't buy it. And that's that's the reason why this atmosphere is still lacking for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I would have given a bit more, for, but like we have to incorporate all this stuff in there. The voice acting is what killed mm-hmm. the atmosphere score. Well, Alan Menken was the one who severely <laughs> saved the score and the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess let's move on to entertainment. Unless there's anything else you want to add? Nope. I think that's all I got for that one. Okay. Uh, what do you for, have for your entertainment score? For my entertainment, I got a 50. Ah, uh, bing, bing, bing. I also have a 50. <laughs> there we go. We both liked it. Mediocre. The same amount. <laughs> we didn't it's, like it. <laughs> no, it's it's not a great movie. But it has some enjoyable parts to it. Like, it's... There's just so many bad things about it. I will it go listen to the soundtrack. I will not watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> There's just so many bad things that do not, it's not enough to counteract the good things. I will not go watch a live action remake of this movie. (laughs) Uh, Just from that first introduction of Maggie alone, when she's walking in with the rock music playing in the background and it just like, I wanted to throw up. That's, that's how it made me feel. Like I was talking about this movie at work and I was like, y'all want to go see something cringe? (laughs) try home on the range and someone who actually listens to our podcast uh, he just goes wow you're saying that and you had to watch dinosaur we did have to watch dinosaur I would gladly watch dinosaur again after (laughs) after this movie yes I would watch Bambi again (laughs) over this movie at least least that they weren't completely filled with bad jokes that that just original, just her walking in with the rock music just set the tone. Honestly, one thing we were gonna see. One thing I'm surprised with all these bad jokes they threw in. Yeah, they didn't have enough puns. No, they 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 didn't have enough crappy puns to to like, even that. Crappy and puns would have saved me. I don't know. I feel like little. them delivering the crappy puns would have made it even worse and not enjoyable though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like maybe they did realize that go. Okay, there's no saving this. We need to just stop. There, there was a couple of entertaining moments, like we said with the Willies. A lot of the times, the will, stuff the Willies was doing was hilarious. Willies. and then again, we keep praising the music for good reason. One, That's one scene that actually like really cracked me up was when the sheriff, like when we first see the sheriff in town, and you hear like this big burly voice go, "Sheriff, we've been waiting a long time to give you this." We've been looking. Yeah, and then been waiting just, for this and then telegram. this little tiny old man comes in with the telegram like that cracked tiny, me up tiny old man <laughs> with big old glasses just like, <laughs> yes <laughs> sure been waiting a long time to give you this <laughs> telegram <laughs> and then the the scene when he gives the cowboy was also hilarious right after that yeah the, the, oh free cows this country is great and <laughs> Just to for that same person to go, oh, this is why they were free. <laughs> but you know, it's just too much bad stuff. Too, too much, too much mind-boggling. Too much head scratching. Too much crappy jokes. E- even Alan Menken could not fully save this movie. Next time, just give me a a, a Slim and Willie's movie. 
That's it. Just just them want <laughs> running around. Simon and the Willies, yes. <laughs> and Jeb and, and Jack Rabbit. Put those four in a movie together, and I would gladly watch that. Other yeah. than that, uh, I'm pretty much done with this movie. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just wrap this up so we don't have to talk about this garbage anymore. Yeah, so what do you got? In the what past. do you have for your overall? Uh, for my overall score, I have a 57. I have a 53.6, which is in between Dumbo, which is still my lowest, and Bambi, which has moved up to my third lowest. Uh, this is also in between Dumbo and Bambi for me as well. <laughs> I, I believe I do have Dumbo under as my lowest, for, like, as compared to you having Bambi for your lowest. No, no. Dumbo's my lowest. Oh, okay. I think we have it the same okay. order. So, yes. Dumbo, Home on the Range, Bambi. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good movie. It's not no. fun. It's not... In, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that we'd get a movie that low <laughs> after, you know, this late into... Yeah. The first... I mean, you know, the sad part is you look at this movie and you look at some of the movies that we've just had right before this, like Treasure Plant is planet and atlantis and even like lilo and stitch lilo and stitch we didn't enjoy as much as like we sort of or like a lot of people enjoy it but like Mm -hmm. that's still the same company that put this out like who gave the clearance to put this out michael eisner what were you thinking (laughs) how is this movie from the same company that brought you tarzan and beauty and the beast and 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 treasure planet and all of that stuff. Like, like, we just got done watching Treasure Planet and Brother Bear. Amazing movies. Then we drop down to this. It's, it makes no sense how this movie got put out. And uh, maybe this it? was more of like, you know, they were not quite done with one movie like they were expecting to. So they just kind of threw this one out there. You know, it's funny because, like, they're always talking, like, we we mentioned quite a bit in some of our episodes how, like, certain things don't test well with the audiences, and they try and cancel movies. Like, Hercules, I think we were saying, was one of the movies Mm -hmm. that just didn't test well for some reason. They were almost getting rid of it. I want to know how this movie tested with people and, like, how this movie made it past judgment and test screenings and, like... How did this movie get passed? I just don't understand. Like, like oh my god, who gosh. are the people that were enjoying this movie enough that said this is good enough to put out? Disney, just hire us already. We can be your uh, nope or dope people. <laughs> and this movie would have gone a hard nope from both of us. <laughs> yeah, it but luckily next week we're getting back. We're getting to a movie that I remember at least i don't know if you've watched i don't it. think i've ever seen chicken little so i can't i can't I speak on it i know you haven't watched a lot of the post renaissance yeah. movies this is this is the area of stuff that i haven't really seen this is kind of like and i mean there's some of it good reason like this movie itself is good reason <laughs> as to why i wasn't watching this kind of stuff it was but, this was also like mid mid to late 2000s when I was like 
in high school. I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm too cool for that stuff. I, yeah, I was still in middle school, but I was still watching these because well, I had a younger sister, <laughs> and this, these were the movies like, we got to go see. And I was like, okay, this was this came out in 2004, Home on the Range, which I so was, I was in elementary school. I was just starting high school at that point, so like, old man, hey, hey, hey. Shush. <laughs> we don't need none of that on here. But I remember but, Chicken yeah. Little, and I actually remember enjoying it as a kid. I have yeah. not watched it since I was a kid. I don't think I've seen Chicken Little. I can't remember anything about it. I just remember, <laughs> like, maybe just, even just from the cover art is the only reason I know what Chicken Little looks like. I remember loving the big character head. Fish Out of Water, <laughs> which is just a fish in a scuba mask, <laughs> and it's out of water. <laughs> And then so, there were some funny things in there. Uh, it's going to take a lot to be worse than this. So, like, I'm looking forward to seeing anything. I, I will that, say that this, it will, I do remember that this will be a definite upgrade from this movie. It, I mean, it's not going to take much to upgrade from this. So, like, yeah, I, I am looking forward to moving on to something else next week. And we have Chicken Little, we have Bolt coming up after that. Um, and then no chicken little meet the robinsons then bolt then bolt and then and that's then, it we're out of we're out of post-renaissance and then and we're, we're at, into the modern era yes or revival era is what the it, revival the era term and those are all great movies from there on out like i don't think there's been a bad movie like for me at least I think Winnie the Pooh is the only one I haven't. The new Winnie the Pooh is the only one I haven't seen. Uh, in the, the new Winnie the Pooh, and then is Ray and the Sky Dragon in the I space? Have, yes, that is still in the space. I have I, not also seen. I have that not yet. watched that one yet. And I've that's been, one that I've been saving for this podcast. I'm, I'm it, saving it for this podcast. That and Luca when we get to <laughs> Pixar. Because I'm like, all right, this came out because we. I think it had come out like either right at the time where I was coming up with the idea for the podcast. Or like the podcast has just started. I'm like, all right, I'll save that to give my first genuine reaction on the podcast. And then, but yeah, we're almost almost at the end of phase one here. We're, we're breeze on through. What a journey it's been. I discovered a lot of great stuff. A lot of, not a lot of crappy stuff, but we're discovering some crappy stuff here. Thankfully, there's been a lot more hits than stinkers. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to keep things moving. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Please continue to give us your feedback and let us know. Uh, if you can, please give us some ratings on iTunes to help get us more exposure. And tell just, your friends. Tell people about the podcast. Because we're kind of hitting a wall with our new listeners right now. So, like, any exposure we can get right now would be helpful. Which, again, thank you for coming and listening to us ramble yes. and get off topic and being dumb <laughs> at times we appreciate all of you we're, we're really having fun with this and we hope you are too yes thank you so with that being said next week check a little until next time may all your dreams come true bye <laughs>